to the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the Well, good seconds didn't even make it eight seconds and i had a curse word (laughs) welcome to the lots project podcast a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control and it's another coffee with brian good morning good morning good morning internet is a little spotty this morning i apologize if it goes in and out i think it has something to do with all these solar flares going on but today we'll be talking about um heading over to Tim's property and uh, hanging out with the old tool man and uh, Mrs. Tool man and Corey and I and a little adventure we took and we met some uh, we met some neighbors while we were over there um Carrie Carrie Brown showed up Carrie uh, hung out with us last night he's uh, actually outside right now and uh, in his uh, in his in his camp and um, we're gonna get up head over to Tim's again and get a different perspective perspective and look at that property and uh, from a permaculturist eye and uh, yeah kind of throw all our stuff together and then uh, yeah a little story about dinner last night we got back and uh, it was late and Carrie was on his way and we wanted to grab some dinner real quick so we uh, went out and had a little bit of uh, surprise while we were there uh, grumpy bears over on the floor over there if you can hear Probably not. They're not being too loud, but I think they're arguing over a toy. Is that what they're... Uh, what? Oh, they're uh, wrestling with an octopus leg, just in case you, you all were wondering. Uh, what are we drinking today? Oh, that's whew, second or third day on that uh, Guatemalan Papua New Guinea, very light roast uh, light roast blend, and it is uh, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. Morning, Robin hosting. Morning, Pippin. What is going on? Hope you're all doing good. Uh, Ryan says he's clocked in and chucking car parts. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You guys get parts in every day, or is that like a um, is that once or once or twice a week where you got to put away a huge order instead of less five days a week? Ah. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I have the history segment on my list here, and it is highlighted in yellow. Corey said, highlight that shit so you do not forget it. Make sure you get it all highlighted up. And uh, so I did. So I did. And it works really well. Um, I should have listened to her a long time ago. I should probably get rid of these other highlights on my notes that are just randomly there for no reason. Um, it was an old spreadsheet that I've just kind of muddled along and muddled along and and changed and adjusted and i should probably just start and do a a full new one tuesday through saturday five days a week about a third to a half a semi-trailer full Ah, as long as you're getting some bumpers and some other big parts i guess a third to a half isn't too bad isn't too bad must be uh must be rolling with a, a pretty large dealership or something there um but uh yeah yeah it's not uh was not a bad day yesterday beautiful weather and uh now the dogs are starting to squeak but anyway anyway let's um let's get to that perfect cup question of the day here in just a second and uh, get through that we'll hit the history segment and then we'll talk about today 
Morning, K-Bonk. How's it going? How's it going? Morning, Josh. How are we doing? Thanks for swinging in. It uh, Internet was a little shaky here in the first four or five minutes, but it looks like it is getting a little more stable. So uh, hopefully we'll hang out. Hopefully we'll hang out for the rest of the day. I think that uh, Aurora Borealis, yeah, I said that right. Aurora Borealis uh, was... Uh, was being visible down into like northern Nebraska or something that has to do I have to believe uh satellite internet was affected by uh, all the big solar storm and shit going on so yeah we'll see we'll see oh Josh you're a little late we're not going to forget the history we already talked about this in class today if you hadn't been late um we discussed the fact that I have it highlighted on my notes today so I will remember I will remember so anyway, let's get to that question of the day today. All right, everyone, it's time again for another episode of The Perfect Cup. And this is the 62nd episode of the question of the day. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. I throw a question out every day. We throw it around social media. We discuss it in the Telegram group. And then I tally all the answers, read them out the next day, and discuss it a little bit more on the show. And uh, today's question of the day, today's question of the day is, if humanity was put on trial by an advanced race of aliens, how would you defend humanity and argue for its continued existence? If humanity was put on trial by an advanced race of aliens... How would you defend humanity and argue for its continued existence? Huh. Hmm. I, my knee-jerk reaction is, like, don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me to do it. Uh, it kind of reminds me when they asked me to be the union steward. Like, really? You're asking the wrong guy to defend the wrong people, for sure. Guy's been late 25 times, and he's still not fireable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we should just get rid of him. I'm not going to fight for his job. Yeah, <laughs> didn't work out. But anyway, I asked this in my groups. I asked this in my groups. I think a lot of us have the same um, the same general feeling about humanity uh, in, my, in my circles. So I was expecting quite a few of, um, yeah, like just like Josh says, his first comment here is, uh, I don't even try defending humanity to humans. Are they accepting applications? And that that kind of was my point. Like, I, I don't even try to, uh, I don't even try to defend them to humans. I'm all about, yeah, this is just a lost cause at this point. Uh, but Kyle, Kyle, the backwoods butcher says, let it burn. I'll be fine. Biggest thing about it is the people who stand up the tallest with their humanity, quote unquote, live in a false sense of it. All the things that make them think they are better than everyone is supplemented by people who really do what needs to happen to survive. I was like, wow, that's a really, really in-depth answer, Kyle, for a butcher, especially first thing in the morning. And then he wrote more. He says, the people who lay roses on packages of steak in the meat department, do people do that, really? Um, because they are better or humane, are, are filming it on an iPhone made by slave children and eating soy burgers off a bean field that killed every critter in a multi-mile radius between tilling, planting, and harvesting. 
out of sight, out of mind for them. I was like, wow. Wow. Kyle, you're really, really diving in. And then he, 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 he sent another message. And he says, I guess my thought is humanity is a spectrum. I consider myself very humane, even though I literally shoot animals in the face for a living. But that's because I know what goes into raising and hunting those animals. Humanity isn't about being absolute in absolute control, and I'm better than everyone. It's about how you interact with your surroundings. Wow. Wow. Perfect. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Kyle impressed my man impressed and then he said something like rant over i hope i answered the question i didn't know dude you answered the question perfectly for sure and uh, i appreciate it i appreciate it for sure uh pimpanai says that's not too bad robin says they used to do that with the roses but haven't heard about it for a while i'd just say thank you save me six dollars for flowers for my spouse <laughs> yeah just pick them up and take them home mine was uh what would they put the name tags didn't they were they putting name tags on uh, packages of steak at one point? I was like, that's pretty cool. I, I like to know the name of my meal. Uh, Scrambling says, I'd argue to keep humans as basically novelty generators for the universe. That is a that is a logical thing. There always has to be a jester. There always has to be a clown, and we are definitely definitely that of the universe. I would have to say, if there's worse, I I, um, I shudder to think. Canadian Farmstead, she says, humans are wonderful. Humanity is a shit show. I completely agree with that. I completely agree. And I think this was my favorite one of the day. My favorite one of the day. Rose says, I'd play Jean-Luc Picard's passionate defense for the human race against Q for them and probably be condemned for being a nerd. It's okay. It's okay, Rose. It's okay to be a nerd. Oh, what I, how would I argue for humanity? How would I argue for humanity? Um, I think, I think I would have to play the, the defense of look at, look at what we've accomplished, not what we've destroyed. Um, point out the, the things that, that we've accomplished, the things, the, the wonderful feats, um, I don't know. I can't name them off the top of my head. I should probably like dove into this and thought about it, but I was a little busy yesterday and this morning. But you know, point out all those accomplishments and and skip over the war and genocide and all the nasty things, the famine, the um, places having plenty of food and others having none um, that easily could have been can be rectified um, for the amount of money that just gets pissed away for no reason. Oh my God! He finally laid down. I I don't know if you heard that, but holy shit! Dog's got a new bed. It's still got plastic on it, and he was circling and circling and circling and circling, and finally laid down. Okay. Anyway, I would definitely argue for our greatest accomplishments, and uh, just try to glaze over all the shitty, shitty, shitty things we do as humanity. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much to say on that. I look around, I look around and I meet fantastic people. I see awesome people doing awesome things, but they all are outshadowed by people doing really shitty, shitty things. And I, I think, 
Um, I I think I'm actually trying to get an interview with a gentleman that um, has it right. He figured it out. He has a news feed, a news organization. I I have to dig in more, and um, hopefully I'm going to have him on. I have an introduction out with him. I'm waiting to hear from him. But uh, if you watched my interview with Jem Fuller the other uh, last week, two weeks ago, um, he talked about uh, Crunch News. I think is Crunch Crunch News Crunch News. I think the second word is news. Um, I have to, like I said, I have to look in. But the, he described the premise. A friend of him started it. A friend of his started it up, and it only plays positive news. People doing things, people accomplishing things, people working on positive things in the world. Uh, there's no negative news. When you pick up a newspaper, you turn on the news, it's, it's all negative. It's all doom and gloom and one good story. Well, he said, this is screwed up. Why don't we celebrate the accomplishments of people? <coughs> and he made a news feed with only good news, with only um, bright spots and happiness <laughs> and no destruction. And um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great for people to be able to subscribe to something and, and read a positive every day. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have him on. And I think it ties right into with how we would, how we would defend humanity would be to present a website, a website like that, or present a news feed like that with all the, the great accomplishments that are always just outweighed and outshadowed by the shit that gets pushed for an agenda. It's not that it's not that the the bad is better than the good. It's that the bad is pushed on purpose instead of the good. In my opinion. Anyway, we're coming up on 10 minutes, so let's wrap this up today. It was a it was an interesting question. It was it was a kind of a yes or no or a super long drawn out. Um, but we had some good answers. We had some good answers for sure. I appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure you check out the perfectcup.shop for all your premium air roasted coffee needs. You go to the perfectcup.shop. It says order premium air roasted coffee. You click, you click, and then you're on the Food Forest Farms website where I get my coffee. Food Forest Farms has now has a um, uh, Food Forest Farms has a discount code lots five. L-O-T-S, the numeral five, lots five. Put that in on anything on the website. And he's got some expensive stuff. He's got some pretty cool art pieces, some metal art. Um, his uh, Brian's wife is making jewelry. She sells that. T-shirts, coffee, all sorts of fun stuff. 5% across the whole store with lots five. I appreciate that. You can find that through theperfectcup.shop. Theperfectcup.shop. And also join the Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat to find that question of the day every day. And then listen, be sure to listen in to hear the answer the following day. I appreciate you listening. Now back to the full show. All right. All right. Pip, Pip says, reminds me of John, uh, John Krasinski's uh, YouTube, uh, some new good news channel. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, when he mentioned that that popped into my head. I never never dove much into that but i've i run across it i had friends that uh, were big fans and that's what it reminded me of and so the more i talked to jim and uh and thought about it was, i reached out after it i said we i want mean, to really want to talk um i i really want to talk to somebody like that 
bringing those positive minds on. Um, also, am working on an interview with uh, the gentleman that runs Saving Brothers. It's an organization that um, uh, deals with men's mental health. Um, and yeah, we could all use it. We could all use it. I think there's been a, 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 a very concentrated effort into men's mental health. I think people have realized that men just eat it just in general. Um, and I don't think it's the fault of society that people go down the road of, oh, masculine men, blah, blah, blah. They can't express their emotions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, that's cool. No, they can. Um, and you just got to be willing to do it. I think there is a, a big space for masculine men that can express their emotions. For for men that um, that can deal with their issues but still be strong strong people for their families and it's not they're not um independent they're not um running independent of each other it's okay it's not a it's not an all or nothing for sure so i um i just i think that that i think that would be a great great interview so let's see what we got going on um mm-mm, mm-mm. i had one starred here a uh, comment already uh, K Bong says, speaking of snort, snort non-responsive a lot for me might have hit some overload. Use something else, dude. I think there's like seven clients I know of right now. I would just grab a different one. I would grab a different one for sure. Um, I think Josh is kind of helping you in the, Josh is hitting you here. Um, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, anyway, let's get to uh history segment today. It is highlighted on my sheet here, even though I don't have my sheet up. I remember it's highlighted, so I'm going to grab it and uh, let's get going on that. All right. Where are we here? Where are we here? Hmm. Uh, you do like Primal. K-Bong says he likes Primal. Uh, Iris was uh, what I use and I love Amethyst on my phone for sure. For sure. On Android. All right, on this day, April 25th, April 25th, this day in history, 1792, French highwayman Nicolas J. Pelletier becomes the first person executed by guillotine. Hmm. I wonder if anybody could use some guillotines right now. On the night of the October 14th, 1791, with several... Uh, uh, accomplices they attacked and robbed a passerby in paris and stole his wallet and several securities sentenced on december 31st 1971 nick waited over three months for a guillotine to be erected dude they they sentenced him to death by guillotine and they didn't even have one they built one for this dude to cut his head off i think this is a quality thing this could be a team building experience um 1954, the first practical solar cell is, is publicly demonstrated by Bell Telephone Laboratories. Their inventors were Kelvin Fuller, Daryl Chapin, and Gerald uh, Pearson. Photovalic effect power has dated back to 1887. 1887, they've been messing around with solar, and just now we are making it affordable and um, more widely spread. 1983, Pioneer 10 travels beyond Pluto's orbit, having been launched by NASA in 1972. That's 11 years, folks. 
Pioneer 10 becomes the first of five artificial objects to achieve the escape velocity needed to leave the solar system. 11 years it takes something to fly from Earth past Pluto. 11 years. And that's not like driving 55 down the highway or anything. I think once once you're up there in space and you're boosting out there, you're going pretty fast. You got to understand how far, how far away that was. 2001, President George W. Bush pledges U.S. military support in an event of a Chinese attack on Taiwan. Huh. <laughs> hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. How could how could that be relevant today, Ryan? How could that why could why would you actually put that in there for today? I have no idea. Maybe hmm, interesting. Maybe we're gonna have to support Taiwan here. Happy birthdays today. 18, 1868, John Bevins Mozart, known as the king of aviators. He was the first American aviator. Aeronautical engineer, flight instructor, businessman, and revolutionary. He was was the first pilot to conduct a passenger flight over a city of Paris, as well as across the English Channel from Paris to London. He co-founded an eponymous, eponymous? I don't know what that word means, flying circus. The Moisant International Aviators. I'll have to look up that word in the dictionary later. 1923, Albert King, African-American singer, songwriter, guitarist. Now that is a name, Albert King. I can do Albert King all day long. African-American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer. He's perhaps the best known for his popular and influential album, Born Under a Bad Sign from 1967, and it's the title track. He, B.B. King, and Freddie King, all unrelated, were known as the Kings of Blues. Huh, I get it. They all had the last name King, and they call them the King Kings of Blues. How creative. Uh, 1970, Jason Lee, American skateboarder, actor, comedian, and producer. Hey, man, would you like uh, would you like, like a chocolate-covered pretzel? If you know what movie that from, what movies that is from, you have a uh, have a well-rounded movie uh, acclimate. Let's just say that. I was thinking of that quote before when I read Jason Lee. He is uh, he is definitely a favorite, definitely a favorite of mine. And uh, Pip says he thinks he needs to watch the Kevin Smith movies again. Yes, yes. The answer to that question: Should I watch the Kevin Smith series of movies again? Is yes. Any all. Start with Clerks and go from there. Uh, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, oh man, this is an interesting story. And I was, yeah, yeah. Canadian farm said mall rats. You want to know an interesting, a little aside here for in the, during the uh, history segment, my beautiful bride here, my beautiful bride sitting next to me, um, has a, has an interesting tie to mall rats. There was a lot of joy that came from my, uh, my wife and my brother-in-law's life that, uh, that came from mall, mall rats. And you would say, Hey, Brian, Hey, Brian. Oh, good thing Josh is looking up definitions for me. We'll get to that in a second. Um, hey, Brian, did they really like that movie? Did they watch it a lot? No, they liked Rad. They liked Rad. Their favorite movie was Rad, uh, the BMX bike movie. Um, she didn't really know much about Mall Rats. She'd seen it. She wasn't a big fan. So I was like, you'd be like, well, how did they get so much joy out of it? Well, there was a little thing like her dad was a building engineer. 
a boiler maintenance engineer, building engineer, facilities and maintenance throughout his career. Um, back when they were filming Mall Rats, he happened to be the boiler engineer for the mall that they filmed Mall Rats in. They actually film, filmed it in a real mall at night, and somebody sucked up a shitload of overtime going in and turning on the HVAC, turning on and off the HVAC, setting up things, being like a, a helper, you know, buildings and facilities for a, a, a movie crew there filming a movie. Well, he sucked up so much overtime that Corey and her brother, did you get two? Two go-karts. Two go-karts. K-Bonk, wait, isn't the Mall of America in Minnesota? Yeah, the Mall of America is there, but no one goes there that lives in Minnesota. And this wasn't filmed. At, it, th I don't think the Mall of America was there when Mall Rats was filmed. I don't think they built it yet. But anyway, her dad earned so much overtime during the filming of Mall Rats that Corey and her brother got go-karts. Like, sweet go-karts. Sweet go-karts. Up at their uh, cabin, they just tore around the fields. Hey, there you go. Comes full circle here on the Lots Project podcast and the history segment. Thanks, Pippin. But I have one more story here. And this one, this one also kind of has a tie to us. Um, and this is weird because Ryan, Ryan just randomly picks this stuff. Um, and I was reading this story. And Corey, when I first met her, was um was it, she worked in the hospital she was a hawk um the basically the check-in person at the floor when you get there she did a lot more than that but that's what people recognize um and then she moved on to being a scheduler one of the units where she scheduled for for a long time had a large population of tibetan um tibetan employees she learned about their culture she had to um schedule them around holidays so she dove right in and got to know them very well. She felt that getting to know her, the employees she scheduled, scheduled for helped her do a more efficient job and communicate with them, especially when they were broken English, a lot of them. Um, so it, it helped. They would travel back and forth. They would bring her gifts from Tibet. They bring her like pillow chamois and, and different stuff like that. It was amazing. Um, but got to know the Tibetan culture. Corey was scheduling around the Dalai Lama's birthday, I think is one of their holidays. So I learned about the Dalai Lama and she would tell me about this stuff and I would kind of dive in. You hear it in your life, but not really immersed in it in the United States. So I got to learn a little bit about that. Well, this day in 1989, Gendon, I can't even say it. You could probably say this name here. Look at this name right here. Can you tell them how to say this? Uh, she'd be able to pronounce it. I cannot pronounce um, Tibetan names. I'm sorry. And I don't want to murder it because he's pretty important. He's the 11th Panchen Lama. And what is the Panchen Lama? It's considered the second most important spiritual leader in the Tibetan Buddhism, right after the Dalai Lama. So he's next. He's the vice president. He's Kamala Harris. No, I don't even want to insult him like that. Anyway, um, so he was recognized by the 14th Dalai Lama on May 14th, 1995. Kid's six years old. Six years old, he's been anointed or recognized as the heir to the Dalai Lama, basically. Three days later, on the 17th of May, the six-year-old Panchen Lama was kidnapped and forcibly, forcibly disappeared by the Chinese government. They kidnapped the six-year-old heir to the Dalai Lama. 
Um, he's been forcibly detained by the Chinese government along with his family and in an undisclosed location since 1995. His, um, I, Kenpo or, uh, what is his mentor and another, uh, and another monk, uh, named Jampa Ch- Chungla, Jampa, I know Jampa, Jampa is a very, uh, a popular name, were also arrested. The United Nations, with the support of numerous states, organizations, and private individuals, continue to call for the 11th Panchen Lama's release. This dude has been in a Chinese prison in an undisclosed location. What is that? 10, 20, almost 30 years. He's in his mid-30s. When the Dalai Lama goes off to wherever the Dalai Lama is going to go, he's supposed to inherit the highest position in in uh, Tibetan Buddhism. And they're just hiding him. I don't know what they're going to do. Are they ever going to let him go? I can't imagine that in the whole world, you have China and the whole rest of the world, there aren't people that can go and find this kid i guess he's not a kid anymore i guess he's not a kid anymore but you'd think we could do something about it but again i really i so i think under the nap the whole world has been aggressed upon i think at this so i think the whole world's duty under the nap is to help this kid because he's being aggressed upon and he cannot help himself so fuck you china let the kid go let him be a spiritual leader renegade butcher says they just stole a whole religion basically basically and i think that's what they were saying i think that's what they were saying like this is the end this is the end of your shit um because i'm pretty sure if i understand how it works like they don't choose they're chosen like they don't choose who these people are they are chosen through spiritual acts and um it's not like we're like oh well he's gone we'll just pick somebody else and i don't think that's how it works and i think the chinese understand that i could be totally off base on that but from my limited knowledge that's kind of how it works but anyway ryan thank you very much for the history second segment today i uh i uh, remembered it i remembered it highlighted it on my sheet and now you've all been pippinized be sure to check out DuctionCups.com. I'm seeing Jeeps everywhere. I reached out to Ryan yesterday and said, dude, you need to get me some business cards because I'm seeing Jeeps everywhere. Once Ryan told me about Duction Cups and the Duction Cup board, I'm like, what is this thing? He explains it to me. I'm seeing this shit everywhere. Jeeps all over the place. Ducks on the dashboard flying everywhere. Could be dangerous. Could fly up. Could hit you in the eye. Get your Duction Cup and be safe. Thanks, Ryan, for the history segment. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday was fun. Uh, got done here. Corey and I. Uh, Corey was first day on vacation. She was all. She was super happy. I was like, you've been on vacation since Friday. You've been on vacation since Friday. She's like, yeah, but it didn't really count until today. I'm like, what? She's like. Well, it didn't really count until I actually had a day off. Until I had a day off. I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So she was relaxing. We were, um, Tim and Becky had some stuff to do in the morning. (coughs) 
so we were just milling around doing some stuff waiting to get a, get a hold of them and uh, head over and walk the property Corey's like hey um how hard is it for you to check the air pressure in my unicycle tire i said well how hard is it for me to check the pressure not hard at all so we'll pull it out i'll check the pressure um different story if i gotta fill it or not <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. We actually did a video that I got to get pr produced up, but uh, filled up her tire and she went on a long ride yesterday. And I was surprised how far she told me she went because it's pretty hilly. It's pretty hilly. And I don't know um, if you guys know about riding a unicycle, but there's no coasting on a unicycle. Could you pick your feet up and just balance on the pole and let the wheels spin? She said that won't work. She said that won't. So you got to pedal all the whole time. It's not like you freewheel it and coast. It's like back when you had the the straight crank uh, gear on your bike, and there's no um, there's no freewheeling or uh, pedaling backwards like cool guy. <laughs> hey, good morning, Phil. Philippine Nomad, Mike, the Philippine Nomad. How are we doing this morning? Backwoods Booker Butcher feels like that feels like the middle of a gay walks into a bar joke. And uh, Renegade says, does she have a spare if it's flat? She does not have a spare, but I do have fix a flat and I do have a tire plug kit. I think we'll make it work. I think we'll make it work. But uh, yeah, it was a little low. So I had to get out the Viair. Uh, popped that on and filled it up real quick for her. And she went on a, on a super long ride. And um, yeah, then Tim got a hold of us and we headed out to the property. What a fantastic time that was. It was great to see Tim and Becky see the property that they bought sight unseen for the first time. Well, they seen it. They seen video to be on the property for the first time and excited. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed walking the property with them. Um, basically showing them what where I had dug tunnels around. Well, not tunnels, paths. Um, and we kind of walked the outside, got a few ideas kicking around between us. And then uh, we got a big, big day today. We're circling back and going back with uh, Carrie Brown showed up last night. We're all going to go over and watch, uh, walk the property again get some perspective from the guy that knows uh knows the tennessee terrain a lot better than us and uh as well more well versed in um more well versed in permaculture and uh, design and things like that so i think it'll be a big collaboration project over there at the the workshop south i don't know if that's uh that's what he's going to call it but that's kind of what i'm referring into it as uh and i'm excited to go over and, and walk it again and um, and get some get some feedback from Carrie and uh, learn a little bit because Carrie knows all about native plants and things like that. And that's one of my uh, weaker areas as far as um, being out in in nature is identifying plants and trees and things like that. It's something I never really dove into hard um, up in Minnesota. I got a, a kind of all right at some of it. Um, things that I knew I was looking for. And then Corey and I used to do um, looking for foraging for different things. We would pick something out of a book and then go forage for it uh, all over our property. And sometimes we'd find it, sometimes we wouldn't, but it was a lot. And we learned a lot. And uh, I'm excited to learn a lot today. 
and uh, get a get a get a kind of a a plan moving forward with Tim. I think uh, I'm going to try to be some eyes on the ground for him here uh, in Tennessee, off and on between now and fall. And then Tim's going to be back for seven weeks in the fall, and uh, we got some things that we might be planning up then. So going to try to be his uh, liaison since we're pretty mobile and we can uh, bop around here and there and get some work get some work done for him or coordinate some work down here when he is stuck up there in the great white north so um let's see let's see how we got done um kbong says where's the property yeah it's uh southwest tennessee um if you know where Camden is, if you've looked up SRF, it is about an hour south of Camden ish, basically straight south. So that gives you an idea. Um, so that was fun. That was fun. We, we, uh, <laughs> we gave them a, uh, property warming gift. Uh, I think Tim is going to do some video of it, get some content of it. But, uh, so when I first went over, and film the property and sent them video uh tim writes back and becky and tim and Corey and i are very alike uh we bust balls pretty hard uh soft or just uh off the cuff comments and things like that this community is kind of full of jokers like that and so i sent him a sent him like a 45 minute video walking around the property and he writes back and says becky's wondering if you have the first cabin done yet haha <laughs> yeah we do we do. Corey built him a cabin and took it to him yesterday. Uh, she does wood burning. Uh, part of her wood burning kit were these little square uh, balsa wood. Um, I think they're balsa wood. Some sort of easily burnable wood. They might have been pine, but I thought it was balsa wood. It's pretty uh, light weight. And we carry a lot of craft arts and crafts stuff for doing little projects and stuff. And um, he... So she made him a little cabin out of these balsa wood squares and popsicle sticks and like colored the outside like a uh, a log cabin. Do you have pictures of it? Oh, uh, you didn't take any pictures. Didn't take any pictures. Uh, we'll have to get pictures of it and I'll, I'll post them up in the group. But she made him a little cabin that put the big tool man Tim sticker on the back and it looked fantastic. And so when we showed up and met him at the property, I had we had it in a... Um, we had it in a little uh, gift bag. I said, well, here is your property warming. It's not really a housewarming gift because there's no house, but you were wondering if we got your first cabin done. Here you go. And he opened it up and uh, yeah, cabin was in a bag. So that was fun. That was fun. We walked the property probably, I don't know, it was probably like two hours, I would guess. We walked up to the top, walked all around, kind of explored a... Um, a little bit of a logging road up on the top. They talked to the the real the agent that they sold it to, and they were trying to get access there, which would make things a lot easier uh, for bringing in materials. If you can bring materials in at the top of the hill and walk them down the hill, hell of a lot easier than bringing them in at the bottom and walking them up the hill. So, working on that, and then we got down and we just started bullshitting. It's weird. Content two content creators get together in the woods, and guess what happens? They talk the whole time. <laughs> they talk the whole time. And uh, so we got down to the road and we were just bullshitting, talking. Tim and I were bullshitting about this and that. And Corey and Becky were talking. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, guys, look. Two great, great Pyrenees puppies just walking down the easement road. <laughs> just walking, walking down the easement road, checking out what's going on. 
They were probably, Corey was guessing three months, maybe. Small, definitely small, uh, especially to our guys. I'm guessing Becky and Tim thought they were pretty big dogs since they have a bunch of chihuahuas. Um, but uh, yeah, super skittish. Uh, Becky lured them in with some Fritos. And uh, the girls were sitting in the road uh, playing with them. If you're in Toolman Tim's group, you can see a picture of that. And then we got them some water. They hung out with us and they just kind of hung out and we petted them, played with them. And then all of a sudden they're over on the side of the road, just laying down, taking a nap, like rolled over on their side. Perfectly comfortable with us. Perfectly, perfectly comfortable. So Corey was super excited. She got to play with uh, puppies uh, and walk around in nature. It was like Corey's if Corey could have that day every day, it was like sunny and 70 walking around on a mountain in the nature and then go sit on the road and play with puppies. You good with that? <laughs> She's like, I don't think my day could get better. Don't think my day could get better. Kyle, you got a 130 pounder? You got a hundred. He's got a 130 pound uh, Great Pyrenees. Corey says, just a baby. Just a baby. Oh, anyway, we walked around Tim's property for quite a while there. And um, it's wild. It's uh, it's definitely nature. Threw some brush, threw some, uh, some raw property. And when you do that, you pick up little things. You pick up little bugs and skeeters and ticks and mites and all sorts of fun stuff crawl all around you. And uh, we got back here and we're, Carrie was on his way down and we wanted to go get some food. So we were like, hey, what are we going to do? Let's go to the Mexican place down, downtown real quick. It's quick. It's good food. Uh, we haven't had bad service. And so we head down there. And Corey and I are sitting at the at the table, and I look over at her hand, and uh, I go, hey, you got a tick on your finger. And she looks down, and she's got a tick, and, you know, people, people wince and things at ticks, and they get all wound up about tick bites and ticks and this and that and limes and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Corey and I lived in the county with the highest rate of limes in the country for seven years. We, we think she thought she had limes once um, because she kind of had a little bit of swelling when she had the bite and she was stressed out about other shit. She had other side effects, went to the doctor to check for limes. He said, let's see your bullseye. And she said, well, it's kind of here. He goes, yeah, that's not a bullseye, but I'll give you the test. Came back negative. I've pulled ticks off me countless, countless times, but bit like locked in, uh, pull the skin tab to make sure you got their head, make sure they don't get infected. I pulled, oh God, I can't even count how many I've pulled off to me that weren't attached. Um, they are creepy collie. They kind of skis you out, but you get used to it. <laughs> anyway, I looked over, I looked over and, um, and says, um, I said, Hey, Corey, you got a tick on your hand. She looks down, she grabs it. She says, oh, wait, hold on. She gets her phone out, turns on her video, puts the tick back on her hand and videos the tick walking up her finger and down the backside of her finger. And you say, why would she do that for content? Is she just that dedicated to content creation? Does she want to make a video that's cool and it's going to go viral? No. No, 
took the video to send it to her mom because we have a running tick joke about restaurants. Can I tell this? We went out to we went out to breakfast. Uh, I don't think I was with you at that point yet, was I? I think you were, it was just before we got together. Uh, Corey and her mom went out to breakfast. They were up to the cabin. Lots and lots of ticks at the cabin. Wood ticks. We're talking wood ticks. Big wood ticks. You can see them. Um, and um, they were sitting there at breakfast. And all of a sudden, Corey's mom gets up and runs to the bathroom with her hand in her pants. Like, through, like pinching her pants. She goes to the bathroom. She comes back out there. And they're like, what? She's like, I had a tick. I could feel it on my leg. But I couldn't really jam my hand down my pants in the booth at the restaurant. So I grabbed him and held him through my pants and walked to the bathroom, took my pants down and got the tick. And I got him. <laughs> she is also, uh, Corey's mom and ticks in public are fantastic. Um, her and uh, her husband, my father-in-law, and a cousin were up at the cabin. And they had to go to get four-wheeler parts or pontoon boat parts or something. You're always doing that when you're at the cabin. So the, the cousin comes over, goes for a ride with them. They're in the car. They're talking. They're talking to each other. They get to the store. The boys go look at new toys, and and Corey's mom's looking at the like the gear and this and that. She walks up and talks to the guy. She goes to the bathroom, and she literally had a tick on her forehead, attached, getting bigger. I don't know if you know how this works, but they're they kind of like attach themselves and then they eat they feed and they explode well they don't explode they just blow up like a grape um she had one hanging off her forehead and she pulls it off she was a little irritated with her husband and uh and cousin nephew i guess uh that they didn't say something that she had a big grape looking tick hanging off her forehead when she walked into the store like they didn't see it happening Oh yeah. Uh Robin says her boy her boy dog Bob was positive for limes before we adopted him. Yeah, limes is what it is. I think Corey's uncle had it like three times or something. Tested positive three times. It is what it is. I mean, like if you really want to live your life in fear, if you really want to uh run to the doctor every time you see a tick on you, not even stuck on you, you do you, man. You do you. I think it's like 40% of the cases don't present with a bullseye rash. 79% of uh, bites don't result in limes, even if the tick is infected with limes, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So that was the day. That was the day. Sent the video off to her mom. Her mom thought it was hilarious. It's kind of inside jokes and families that make make life wonderful, right? When you can re-put a tick on your on your body to take a video of it, just to send a mom. <laughs> and uh, uh, hot tip, um, pro tip: you're looking to get rid of a tick. You all know that you can heat up a little pin and and or put them in a lighter or set them in an ashtray and set them on fire. That kills them. Fire will kill ticks. Uh, so will ice. Didn't have a didn't have a lighter and ashtray sitting in the restaurant, so Corey threw her in it threw the tick in my uh, empty margarita glass on a on a um, on a ice cube, and the thing shriveled up just like getting burned up. So, looking to get rid of ticks, and you don't have any access to fire. Freezing will work too. It will work. So, item of the day today are uh, the Zento silicone toe spacers. 
Corey wore her um, Vibram five fingers all over Tim's property yesterday, got home, and she told me that they were great for hiking in. This means I need to start using my Zen Toes silicone toe spacers to get my toes far enough and flexible enough to get my damn toes in the five fingers. I start to do it. I work at it. And I'm just not patient enough. I'm not patient enough to spread them out consistently enough to be able to slide them into these these toe shoes. And I haven't even put them on yet. I haven't been able to get them on. So I have to work on it because Corey says they are pretty damn good. Check them out. Zentos, silicone toe spacers. Even if you don't have uh, have barefoot shoes or five fingers or anything like that. Well, I hope you have five fingers unless you're like work with saws and stuff. But uh, yeah, Vibram five finger shoes. But it's always good to get your toes spaced out. Get your feet back into their natural form. Grab some of these. They're cheap. Grab the black ones. They get dirty real quick. They get dirty real quick. So check them out. Zento silicone toe spacers link is in the video and audio descriptions. I appreciate it. Even if you don't want to buy some of these toe spacers, but you got to shop on Amazon today, click that link. I appreciate it. Do your shopping now, get us in our, get into our tracking and it helps us help, helps us pay the bills. Every little bit helps. I appreciate you guys all hanging out this morning. I'm going to wrap it up here. I think Carrie's up and uh, we're going to make some uh, coffee, hang out, get out of here and head over and walk Tim's property again. And uh, yeah, see what happens today. See what happens today. Another vacation day for Corey. So if she can uh, manage to see those puppies after a nice walk in nature, she'll have two of the best days. She can go back to work on Wednesday. Huh? Oh, she's bringing dog treats today. She's bringing dog treats. Becky had to feed him Fritos because that's all we thought we had. We got home and realized we had a 40 pound dog, up, 40 pounds of dog food in the back of the truck. I think we had enough. I think we had enough. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out this morning. As always, you can find me at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcasts, 2.0, Value for Value Exchange podcast players, and on Noster, and on Noster, firing up Noster. Didn't get a lot um, over on Tim's property. I got no service, so social media is out while I'm there, but it's kind of a nice breakaway. It is definitely a nice breakaway. Anyway, soon to be back all day in your ears, in your eyes, and everything across social media. Have a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.